You're listening to Q Radio on RMR 89.7 FM. Hello and welcome to Right on Q, a national arts festival related podcast brought to you by Q Radio. My name is Naomi Gruen and I'm your host. We come to you directly from the vibrant town of Makanda in the Eastern Cape of South Africa. This podcast brings you the best stories of the day, in case you didn't get an opportunity to tune into our live shows. Q is a multimedia collaboration brought to you by Grocott's Mail, The Critter, Rhodes Music Radio, The National Arts Festival, and the Rhodes University School of Journalism and Media Studies. Our reporters have been all over Makanda trying to cover every inch of this year's festival. In this episode, you'll hear from Monica Newton, the CEO of the National Arts Festival, high-tech securities operations manager, and of course, from our Makanda community. So keep listening, and don't miss your cue. Right on cue. Hashtag NAF 2022. This year is our very first entirely in-person National Arts Festival since 2019. The coronavirus pandemic brought challenges to us all, and Fest was no exception. One of our reporters, Simpiwe Majolejo, spoke to the National Arts Festival CEO, Monica Newton, about festival preparation in the time of COVID-19. The National Arts Festival has officially kicked off and high energy is in the air. The festival returns to Makanda after a two-year online showcase due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Chief Executive Officer Monica Newton explains the return of the festival under the new normal. Well, I think it's very much a return. Uh, we've been gone for, for two years from live stages. And I think it's also almost a rebirth because there's a lot of uncertainty uh, out there for the arts, for live events. We're still working in the context of a live pandemic that's still influencing how we behave, how we think about things, how we decide on how to be safe, on how to protect others. So it is very much a function of its time, this festival that we've created in in 2022. And so there's a lot of the unknown that's out there. We're really hoping that audiences will return, that people will respond to the work that we're presenting. But there's a lot that we just don't know um, because of the last two years and what everybody's been through and what the arts has been through and how many people we've lost over the last couple of years as well. So it really is a, a complex and difficult time for the festival, but also a really exciting one. This year's festival would not be possible without the efforts of the National Arts Festival task team in maintaining the safety of attenders within the pandemic. We have a responsibility as events organisers to keep people safe and to fulfil our obligation as a citizen of the country. But so we need to be aware of venues, of venue sizes, of audience capacity. So we've tended to use bigger venues, um, which was why in many respects we started to engage around how could we present a festival in a pandemic with 50% capacity, making sure that we use the larger venues, venues with better ventilation. How could we make it simple and easy for people to, to come and attend? And yeah, we've definitely hit some speed bumps along the way. Just recently, we had the news from Rhodes University that we have to implement their vaccine mandate on our venues on campus. And so obviously, that's really complicated for us. 
unpleasant news for audience members, perhaps, um, but we're trying the best that we can to, to deal with that, to respect the university's wishes, also to keep our audiences safe, but most importantly, to make sure that the festival is accessible. So we've got a rapid testing site that we're going to put up at the old jail um, at 40 Somerset, together with the university's biotechnology department, and we hope that that's going to be a simple, quick way for anybody that maybe doesn't have their vaccine certificate or hasn't had a chance to be vaccinated yet, pop in, get the test, results in two minutes, and then you're A for away for 72 hours to still be part of the National Arts Festival venues on Rhodes campus. But welcome to 2022. It's a complicated year, and we will we will learn and we will grow, and I really hope that our audiences choose to, to continue to learn and grow and trust that the National Arts Festival will be the best celebration of the arts as it always has been for the last 48 years. For more information on COVID-19 protocols, visit the festival webpage at nationalartsfestival.co.za. Keeping with safety and security, our reporter Naledi Ndala spoke to Hitech's operational manager about safety measures that are being put in place to ensure the safety of residents, visitors and performers at this year's festival. In preparation for the art festival, what are the precautionary measures that have been placed for you guys um, to limit crime from happening? Let me start by saying, obviously, we had two rough years where there's no festival taking place, which actually took a big bouncing on the town and artists and everyone that normally comes down. So the festival for 2022 is not as big as the guys can expect like it used to be. Obviously, we're trying to rebuild the festival uh, from almost from scratch again. So it's limited, well, I won't say limited, but much less things happening, which is actually better for us to just to start all of us getting our feet. Um, every year we put certain measures in place, such as additional security officers. I think uh, this year we've got about 60, 60 security guards that will be placed all around the CBD area, the venues, Church Square, Fiddler's Green, as well as Village Green, as well as a monument. That's where the majority of the things happen normally during the festival. Those obviously guarding 24 hours. We've got additional vehicles in town patrolling. Um, to assist because lots of our visitors that come unfortunately doesn't know Crimestown. So the opportunity for crime is much bigger. Uh, our guys, some of them are relaxed, they come from far, they don't used to be locking, they, you know, they leave the places open and unfortunately our crime guys take advantage of that. So the crime always does uh, rise up in festival. Uh, we work very hand in hand with the SAPS, I think they got actually about 100 members coming down this year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that's every year. Uh, obviously, but when the festival is smaller this year, it's going to help us more because we don't have to be so spread at all wider. So I think for 2022, it should be much safer. We just hope we're getting the, the feet because so far it sounds very quiet. Uh, not many people are talking about the festival. So I'm actually hoping that the people come to town itself. Yeah, regarding the strict lights, um, some of the places have strict lights that are not working. Do you think that might hinder your art? Yeah, streetlights, unfortunately, is always a problem. Um, I know with the meetings that we have on a regular basis, uh, streetlights is a priority for us, especially where the, lots of foot traffic will be on the festival. So you'll see the municipality has been working 24 hours non-stop. That will be from your fixing your bottles, the water, sanitation, streetlights, uh, even cutting the verges of the cross because uh, the festival has to be up to a certain standard as well especially for the visitors, but uh, they are working on the street lights as we speak, actually. We normally, for the festival management, normally provides them with a list 
of priorities that you need to focus on firstly uh, to try and eliminate because unfortunately with a big event like this, a national event, wherever someone gets hurt or this and they can prove negligence, the festival has to answer for it. Regarding the past experiences, which places are usually the hot spots of crime? It's always been Church Square. I think Church Square is just because it's in the middle of the CBD center and there's lots of people walking in and out. It's also difficult to eliminate uh, people from not going in there. If you go see any, most of the festivals in South Africa, uh, lots of them you have to actually pay to get in. So all the festivals in the Eastern Cape, you can't just walk in there because Oaks take advantage. So they try and eliminate the bad guys from actually making them to pay to come in. But with the Grandstone Art Festival, you can't really do that. So because it's a national, anyone can walk in where they want. Luckily for us, we know the baddies in town. <laughs> so if I see you come there, I normally say to you, hey, I'm watching you type of thing, just to try and prevent them so they can see us watching them. But often what happens is the, the, the more serious crime or the chance takers actually doesn't even come from Grandstown. They come from out of town. And they're either guys, fancy dresser, fancy cars, they've got money to rent vehicles, they're the guys that you actually must judge. When you look again, you leave your phone, your phone is gone, your laptop's gone, and they normally come with a crowd, come as a syndicate. These are the ones that you normally have to be very careful of. Not so much our local guys that we all know. And of course, the National Arts Festival wouldn't be possible without the people of Makanda. It's been a while since Fest has happened, and our reporters Naledi Ndala and Olwetu Poko found that members of the community were divided about what this means for the town. How are you feeling about the National Art Festival coming to town? Yeah, uh, this time around, it's, I don't know, it's, it's not the same. The excitement is not the same, I, I, I would say. And the town, the town is so quiet, man. We expected a little bit more than this, you know, since it hasn't been around for e-COVID. So we thought maybe it will come back with a bang, but... Uh, yeah, we are, of, of course, we are happy. <laughs> we are happy, of course, because festival didn't come last year. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason why we are happy, yeah, yeah, now, this year. Now, Grand Nobel Festival, so. Now? Because it's been a long time, Nobel Nobel Festival. So it's nice, Nobel Nobel Thumbs up. Ah, it's a good one. It's a Festival, I guess it's quite a good one. So, I guess it's called Corona. What I feel is like uh, it's um, since the Corona has started and it's not been a while uh, beginning, so it can be started uh, new jobs for people who don't know about the art festival and create um, opportunities for the people around the community. Okay, it's in a sunny job, like it's been a place to take it. Like I want to see things. Like I want to see so much traffic. This is for na 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 ma paper. Intenti na asfuno ezikai miso sa senzela. So gasi basi eke sebenz senzi maali kuzaskwazu pelisa abando anabeitu. Yeah, it's exciting because it's been a long time. At least we're looking forward to it. Yeah, brother, we do feel good. Yeah, I would think uh, some other kids already um, experienced a lot of fun. Yeah, man, and also us, we'll see so many people that we used to usually see on TV. Yeah, we're going to take selfies. We're going to enjoy ourselves, man, you understand? <laughs> yeah, that's what I can say now, man. The thing is, honestly, I don't know. I've got mixed feelings because I don't know if it's going to bring... Um, 
some um, how can I say positive vibes to town or if it's only gonna leave our town with more positive cases. And they I'm feeling I'm not interested about it because I won't be here. <laughs> so I can't say anything about the festival. I am excited. Um, Previously, if festival be fika and says bam, Maliza Bakona, Avant Bafani Mr. Benzi, Avant Noko, is Fmana Im, Stengis in Taman as a unique person of blessing as money up. So, yes, I'm excited. Jayas Doba is a bantle is a plumber. I think that I feel excited and I am looking forward to it. I'm actually very excited because um, it's been two years. So, um, and the fact that, that I am a multi-talented, local multi-talented award-winning entertainer and have been in this production for a couple of years. So, it's a little bit hard so that I'm not in this year, but just to have the experience of being born in the world of art, it is something that I would love to enjoy this festival. <laughs> I'm not the guy that's going to the festival, but it's nice to have a festival again, man. After two years, must yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's nice years, to have man. a festival again. And it's most of our kids going to have fun with the festival and everything. So we like to be the festival, must be in Grimstone also. Um, I'm so relieved it's back. It's lovely. So happy it's back. We love it, and we're very excited for it to be back in Grimstone. It's my very first National Arts Festival, so I'm stoked to see what it's going to be like. I'm very excited as well. The National Arts Fest has only just begun, and after what has been a difficult time for artists, this is the perfect opportunity for us to show our support. Go to exhibitions, watch performances, browse around the markets at Church Square and the Village Green. If you're unsure about where you want to go and what you'd like to be a part of, check out the Q Media page on www.growcots.ru.ac.za where you'll find articles, reviews and links to Telegram and WhatsApp groups where you can receive Q Daily and Rolling Festival updates. You can also engage with us on social media at q.online on Instagram, at Fest on Twitter and at QFest on Facebook. And with that, we have reached the end of the first episode of Right on Q. Join us again next time where we'll bring you our top stories, best interviews and some insight into what's happening out and about in our beautiful town. And of course, don't forget to tune in to Q Radio on 89.7 FM at 9am, 12pm and 5pm for our live shows. You'll hear from me again soon. Thank you for listening, have a great fest and stay safe. NAF 2022, it will change you, 89.7.